0: Hey everyone, welcome to What in the World. My name is Jake Lee and I am your host for this podcast. This is actually going to be an intro to season 2. Uh we just wrapped up season 1 with our interview with the Winter Mantles. And I am really excited that we are launching season two of this podcast. So this episode is going to be a little different. Uh, it's going to be very short. I just want to let you know some of the things we have coming through the pipeline. We've got some crazy stories of transformations from some of our staff actually at Elmbrook. I'm still hoping to get some people in Japan recorded hopefully soon. I've got some other stories from Southeast Asia. But one thing that's going to be a little different about this next season is... I really wanted to have someone else starting to do some of the interviews. I'm going to remain the host of this podcast, meaning you'll hear my voice on the intro and outro and usually the middle segments, but I think it'd be really cool to hear other voices involved in this conversation of what is mission, what is God doing through and around Elmbrook. And so I am inviting Shannon Olson, who's going to be stepping into this interviewing position for some of the podcast episodes in this upcoming season. So you want to say hi, Shannon?
1: I would love to say hi, Jake. And if I could just say, I think you do a great job with this podcast, and I don't think anybody would really get tired of hearing your voice. But with that said, (laughs) I I do like the idea of bringing in uh, different, uh, yeah, perspectives. So I am at Elmbrook Church. I've been here, I guess, by way of introduction since Mm -hmm. 2014. And I am the director of our James Place Ministries as well as our local mission. So maybe a little bit Mm -hmm. of a departure from the, the Global focus, but uh, local is still in the world, I guess, and
0: it definitely is. <laughs>
1: um, so, yeah, that's my uh, my focus is in the uh, you know communities of Milwaukee and Waukesha, and what's going on there, and how God is at work um, around here. So.
0: Yeah, it's perfect. And the fun part for me is like the original intent of this podcast. Yes, Elmbrook Mission, we're talking globally, but even how most of my intros I've done, I've said like what God's doing both around the world and in our backyard, mm-hmm. like right here in Brookfield, right here in Waukesha, right here in Milwaukee, in Tosa, West Dallas, whatever you want to go. And you have the privilege and the position at Elmbrook that you are involved with James Place and local partners. And we've kind of touched on it briefly in previous episodes, but I really wanted to dig deeper into that. And that's why I felt like you would be the perfect person to dive into some of these interviews. And I will still be doing some interviews, so I'm not going to go away from that. But I really thought you could bring a lot of insight and depth into those. And so I am excited to have our listeners um, on this podcast uh, go on that journey with us in season two. So I just wanted to kind of preface what's happening. Uh, <laughs> I guess the other thing, Shannon, we'll be talking obviously about James Place and our local partners.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask if people knew about James Place, or if we want to wait, you know, to talk about that later. Or, yeah,
0: I think give us um, your thirty second elevator speech Ooh. of James Place because we will spend an entire episode at least on
1: it. Oh my goodness! Okay, I was not prepared for this, but uh, okay, James you can do it. Place. <laughs> I've done enough, probably. James Place is. Elmbrook Church is forward-facing uh, community outreach, and our mission statement is building relationships, responding to needs, and offering hope in the name of Jesus. And we have five locations throughout Milwaukee and Waukesha, and they all do something pretty unique based on the needs of the community or neighborhood that they're in. So there's a little teaser. How's that?
0: That's a perfect teaser, and that will probably <laughs> be our next episode. Um, <laughs> But now to wrap up this, uh, I guess, intro into season two, Shannon, would you like to share a cultural blunder story?
1: Well, it's hard to pick just one. I have many, um, uh, unfortunately, but I guess it's good to to get them out there um, because we all do them. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just it's it's just what. What happens, and you know, it's interesting. Every time I, I share one of my cultural blunders, the shame gets less, and I realize, okay, you know, it, it's okay. Um, you know, we we talk about it and we learn and we move forward. But uh, so this particular one that I, I picked for today, um, I think I could probably fill a whole season uh, just with my own cultural blunders here. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one for today. It has to do um, more with the culture of, I guess I would say class um, or economic levels. And because I think that's a, another kind of cultural barrier that maybe we don't always talk about as much, but I think can be there. there you can be hidden rules of class. And in my work at James Place, I uh, do encounter those that Maybe experiencing homelessness, living in poverty, and so learning about that. But coming at it as somebody that was raised in a you know, middle class background, you know, dad was a financial planner, and so I kind of came into adulthood with a pretty set, you know, pretty good set of what you do and what you don't don't do, and how you save, and and. Um, you know, how you spend and how you don't spend. And so realizing that that lens just, I carry that with me whether I'm aware of it or not. So I think this particular situation it was a situation where that lens uh, became clear that, that I had this lens. And so the situation was I started receiving a check every month, a donation for James Place because we we can take donations um, from individual um, individuals if uh, they feel led by God, and it was an, it was a hefty amount. It was always over a hundred. It was always from the same person. I just assumed it was a volunteer, because sometimes, you know, volunteers would, would do that, and, and so I went to the director, and I, I just said, you know, I've been getting this really nice, you know, donation every month, mm-hmm. and I want to know who it is, and I've been writing thank yous, but I want to maybe do a personal thank you, and and when she realized who it was, she actually, so Jen is the director and she you know, shared with me, well, this is a client. And she, you know, we both got kind of concerned right away. And, you know, she shared a little bit more about this client situation. This client was on a very fixed income. Uh, this client was someone who was really struggling to make ends meet, was struggling even to be able to see a, you know, to even get some of her healthcare needs met. I I got really uncomfortable because immediately my brain went into this very paternalistic, and I should share that I'm a social worker by profession in addition to the ministry work I do. And so that lens of, well, you know, this this might not be healthy for her. You know, she needs all, as much money as she can to go towards, you know, making sure she's in safe housing, mm-hmm. making sure she's getting good healthcare. So I'm making all of these assumptions about her situation and I don't know that much about her. And I hadn't, you know, once I found this out, I thought, okay, well, I need to... I'm not going to cash this check. I'm not going to deposit these anymore. And I need to sit down and have a conversation with her and just say, you know, thank you so much. But you know, we just we can't accept this because um, we just we you know care so much about you, and we don't you know kind of want to see you spending this much money towards something that that's that's not helping you. So I sat down with her and we and we talked, and she had a great spirit about her, and she shared with me. She said, well, you know, Shannon. I believe that God calls us to tithe. And I've done this ever since I became a believer. And she said, I just, I've been in between churches and I haven't had a church to tithe to, but James Place is the closest thing to a church that I have right now. And you guys do such good work. I've met so many great people here. You guys have helped me so much that God led me to start tithing here until I find a church home. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. You know, kind of like, it's like, oh, there's some burning coals being heaped on my head here maybe. And I I don't think it was intentional (laughs) on her part. I wasn't. It was just more like, whoa, I was really convicted that here I am making all these assumptions about her situation, thinking I knew best and she's following the Lord, even to a a place of... really great sacrifice, mm-hmm. you know, and, and without going into too much detail, you know, the, the amount of money that she was giving was, it was probably more even than, I think it was probably even more than 10%. I thought that is a big sacrifice and what a, what a testimony for God. And so I thanked her and I, you know, I apologized for not receiving it with joy and with gratitude and for not allowing her to give freely, it's her money. And it was between mm-hmm. her and God and what the Lord was calling her to. And it, it had nothing to do with me. And so um, that was a huge lesson. I mean, that was, there's like many many layers going on here. There's the paternalism of being, you know, a social worker thing really battling with, no, I don't know everything about everyone's situation uh, just because I've been trained in that way. And, and then the financial piece of it um, that, you know, God had clearly called her to, to do that and by, by suggesting that she not do that, I was taking away her dignity. I was saying mm-hmm. what you have to give is is somehow not what you should be doing, and you know it's embarrassing, and it's it's really you know I I have that shame when I when I look back at it, and, and that was a turning point for me because from then on, we would get clients sometimes that would give us you know donate small amounts of money, and and I think up until that point I had always been no 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 we don't need it we don't need it. And I know, you know, the Bible, it talks about it's, it's more blessed to, to give or than to receive, but I would argue that sometimes our volunteers and sometimes in certain classes, middle-class, I think it's actually harder to receive than yeah. to give. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so- I've seen that. Yeah, and sometimes God, I think sometimes is doing a work in our own hearts that, and, and it certainly was with me, it was like, Shannon, you need to learn to receive. And, you know, James Place needs to learn to receive. And so it's just a big, it was just a good learning for me on so many different fronts.
0: Shannon, thanks for sharing that. I mean, I feel like that just opens the doors to so many thoughts and conversations, yeah, yeah. like which is good because we have time and a lot of the stories um, that you'll get to be part of moving forward, we can start to unpack bits and stuff like that. But like, even as I'm listening to you share that story, like, First, it's really good, I think, to start to see culture not just as just ethnicities, different ethnicities or different races. Culture is much more complex than that. And so when you're crossing culture, like a cultural blunder where you, you know, mess up and do something stupid, um, it can happen with income levels. If you are raised mm-hmm. in an upper uh, middle class or a poverty lower class, like all of those things, uh, if you're just looking at America for just a microcosm, like they produce different value systems. They Mm -hmm. produce different um, things that normally come out of that kind of way of thinking and what they think is most important. But that doesn't mean that one is like the best or one is better. They each have things that are positive and negative in each of them, like all cultures. And for us to not learn from them, like you learn something very profound. Like for middle class, maybe one of the things we could learn is like, you know, we need to learn to receive as well. Mm -hmm. So other people can have the, blessing and privilege of being able to give, Mm -hmm. um, especially out of little or of nothing. Like that's something that in the Bible you see, obviously Jesus like really elevated that when you have the woman bring like the one little coin or whatever. And she gave the most, like we need to allow people to be able to do something like that and not be a barrier to what God's doing in their lives. Right. So I'm saying a lot right there as I'm trying to listen to myself actually, but (laughs) either way, like, I think that's a really helpful lens to start to look at culture through, that it's mm-hmm. it's bigger than just different ethnicities. Um, but then when we talk about when you cross cultures, including the class culture, uh, normalizing it is something why I want to include these cross-cultural blunders, which you talked about. Yeah. Like every time you're sharing it, it makes the shame feel a little less because we when we screw up, when we do a cross-cultural blunder, we usually are shaming someone we're Mm -hmm. devaluing somebody we're putting our foot in our mouth and doing something (laughs) that is inappropriate for another culture but if we are doing the work to continue to push into those places we will make mistakes Mm -hmm. but then like you did if we recognize it we can apologize and we can learn from it and i think that's a very healthy way to move forward with Cultural blunders.
1: Yes, I think that's you've really encapsulated that well. There is a lot to unpack there, and you know, I think my takeaway is that God had something to teach me. Yeah, He had something to teach me through that, and He used this woman to do that. (laughs) And and it's interesting, I think. You know, in the city of Waukesha, like even just two miles away, you know, you can have vastly different uh, groups of. You know, just even just making different economic assumptions, or you know, what assumptions am mm-hmm. I carrying yeah. into this situation that that I'm I'm not even aware of? And I think you know, you 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 can't get it right all the time. It's it's not possible. Maybe if I could just share one of my favorite quotes is mm-hmm. Don. So it's Donald Miller, and he says, "If you're not surrounding yourself with people that think." Uh, differently than you or that disagree with you, you're not learning and you're not leading. And I think that's true. We can get so insular in our own little bubbles that we forget that there are other ways of looking at things. And, you know, again, there's limits to that, you know, as a Christian, you know, we know that there are absolute truths, but there's a lot of different ways that can be expressed.
0: Yeah. That's a great quote, and I have seen that quote on your office wall.
1: (laughs) Yes, and I probably didn't say it exactly correctly, but it—that's I think It encapsulated (laughs) the point from what I remembered from reading it on your wall a couple times.
0: Okay, good, good, good. (laughs) Well, Shannon, thank you so much for sharing uh, your cross-cultural blunder story, and I am really excited um, to have you doing more interviews. And like I said, our next podcast is going to be me continuing a conversation with Shannon, uh, more around the. Uh, ministry of James Place all right everybody so thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of what in the world and thank you for yeah be staying with us and for those of you that are joining us for season two we're really excited to kick this off and to dive into what's going on in our community with James Place with local partners. Uh, hear stories of changed lives um, within Elmbrook staff, and also continue exploring, um, hearing what's going on around the globe. So yeah, join us in season two, as we continue to share more stories about what God's doing. And yeah, hopefully you can find ways to step into it yourself. This has been What in the World.